Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Oh, hi, Nikki. Hi. I feel okay? like, well, I I feel like this is going to be a, a heavy topic. <clears throat> no. No. No, I'm sure it won't. Okay. No, I'm sure you're How crazy. How can you say that? <laughs> because you're crazy. I'm crazy. Um, we are talking about gaslighting today and um, uh, gaslighting in its relationship to ADHD. And uh, this is a And you really... just called me crazy, which is kind of a little. Yeah. That on was the it. Side that was part of... Of the... I'm leaning into the bit. Okay, good. <laughs> if you don't question your own reality by the end of this show, I'm not doing my job. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I see where you're going with this. So, um, so we're, yeah, we're talking about gaslighting and ADHD, and I, I think it's it is a it's one of those topics that is problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is something that we as humans do to one another intentionally or not, um, and when it is used, when it is in, used intentionally, it is weaponized. It is psychological abuse, and um, the challenge that we have that is that it exists for people with and without ADHD. Right. The challenge is that uh, with ADHD, the uh, I'll, I'll say symptoms of gaslighting mm-hmm. can be exacerbated in a really negative and damaging way. And so yeah. we're going to talk about trying to figure out a way out of this and how we can build some psychological resilience to the effects of gaslighting in an era where every institution we have seems to be out to gaslight us in some way shape or form right mm-hmm. so let's let's see if we can talk our way through this Sounds before good. we get started though happy news it's we're gonna be happy for just a little bit longer okay. uh, you can get to know us a little bit better over at takecontrolhd.com <laughs> where we don't talk about gaslighting all the time uh you can listen to the show right there on the website but the best way to do it is to subscribe to the show in one of your favorite podcast apps uh, you could choose Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast or Pocket Casts or YouTube, whatever you want. You can you can listen to the show in all kinds of different ways, and we encourage you to do that. You could also subscribe to the mailing list, and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Finally, head over to Discord. Our Discord, the ADHD Discord server is awesome, and it's full, just chock-a-block with awesome people uh, living with ADHD too, and trying to figure out how to do it a little bit better, a little bit smarter. Uh, and you can jump into our free channels over there if you just head to takecontroladhd.com slash discord. Uh, or if the show has ever really touched you and you would like to touch the show back, weird, head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. For just a few bucks a month, you can get access to extra super secret channels in Discord. You can watch the live stream of the podcast as it happens. You can, with with extra stuff, we have the ADHD Entertainment Clutch at the beginning. That's members only, and we take listener questions at the end that the public feed just does not have. So head over there and uh, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Lots of great things depending on um, what level you sign up to support the show. And let me just say again, when I say listener supported, I, I really, really mean that this show exists because of Patreon. All the other stuff that happens at the at Take Control ADHD, this show is connected uh, inseparably to Patreon. So if you love this show, if you love the resources we've created over the last, I don't know how many years, 13? Holy cow. Um, uh, almost, 
15. Almost 15? Yeah. Who's <laughs> who's even counting at this point? Oh, no. um, okay. It is because of the, the Patreon that keeps this show afloat. So uh, if you've ever thought about it, uh, we sure appreciate it. The whole team uh, appreciates your participation in the community and your contribution to keeping this show alive. Thank you. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. And now let's gaslight. Okay, Nikki, we have to talk about the movie. Have you seen the movie Gaslight? No, I didn't even know there was a movie. <gasps> oh, Nikki, it's actually a play. It was first a play called Gaslight, two, two words, uh, that was adapted. Uh, the play was from 1938, and then the, it was adapted into a film by director George Cukor in 1944, and it's a classic. It's an Ingrid Bergman film, uh, right? And she's yeah. so good. And um, uh, Angela Lansbury's 19 in this movie, and she plays a, a smarmy maid. Uh, oh, and so the the whole deal with Gaslight, the, the story of the movie of Gaslight uh, and how this term originated is that uh, Ingrid Bergman's character is an opera singer and her aunt dies and her aunt was really, really wealthy. And she had this house with, and the word is that she, she, she hid a bunch of jewels and treasure in the attic of the house. Now, this was in the day when all of the, homes were lit with gas lamps, right? So all the fixtures in the walls had gas coming out of them. And when you wanted to turn on your lights in your house, you had to light a match, turn the gas on and light them. And if you wanted them brighter, you turn the gas up to make the lights brighter, turn the gas down or off to turn it off, right? So there's constantly gas in your house. So this guy, played by Charles Boyer, marries her because he wants the jewels, Mm. And she starts he, every night, like he'll go up into the attic and turn on the gaslight up in the attic. And when he turns on the gaslight up there, the gaslights where she's sitting go dim. And she starts saying, I think there's something wrong. I think what's going on with the gaslights? They're dimming. And he starts saying, you're crazy. You're oh. crazy. You're seeing things. And that is the origin of the term to gaslight is to take the reality and make someone question their own reality through a set of alternative facts. Interesting. No, I had no right. idea. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. I, I didn't know that that's where it came from. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's really and I think it's fascinating because it of that. Is. I think it's, it, is. it is a really interesting thing. And it's it's even more interesting that the term has taken hold, particularly now in our media well, era. Well, it seems really, I mean, I could just be noticing it more now in the last few years, you know, with working with ADHD, but it, it feels like it has more attention to it now, but I yes. don't know. Maybe it that's did the, back in the eighties. I don't know. No, I, that's the thing that surprises me so much. And, and you know what, um, real-time research. So the Google Ngram viewer tells you, um, how popular words are in literature because they Google scans books, right? And so you can search for terms like, um, you know, Sherlock Holmes, and you can see that Sherlock Holmes was popular in 1900, but became very popular in the 2000s, right? Because it's just more and more people are writing about him. So if I do a, yeah. a Google Books Ngram viewer for Gaslight, um, I can see that uh, it's fascinating. In 1880, it reached its peak 
of interest, check this out in the live stream. This is the term gaslight. So you can see here it when it came up, the, actually the term started being used in the 1800s, likely referred referring to lights with gas, <laughs> right? And then in 1880 uh, reached its peak and then fell because I imagine this fall is electrification, right? People stopped writing right. and talking about gaslight. And then look at this, after 2000, it comes it right back up back again. Up. And it's it's on an upward trend. And this is because of social media, the modern and media the books landscape. And the that, we are, that yeah. you were referencing. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? That is okay. interesting. Wow. So that's the idea of gaslighting as a psychological sort of as, as a tool of psychological manipulation. Um, I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Uh, Deborah Vinal, and she wrote the book Gaslighting, a Step-by-Step -Step Recovery Guide. Now, her perspective is on dealing with gaslighting as a tool used between couples on their way toward divorce, right? It's psychological manipulation. And when you wake up, one of the partners wakes up and says, oh, my gosh, I've been gaslit. That leads to divorce. And so her entire practice is devoted to healing from gaslighting or narcissistic abuse and, and some really horrible things that humans do to one another. But this is what she says. Gaslighting is a pattern of behavior where one person tries to undermine another, typically motivated by a desire to control. It's not so much about contradicting someone once or twice, but about a consistent pattern that works to undermine the other person's confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I would love you to start thinking about the experience of ADHD and just how much confidence you already have before you start to wonder, are you being gaslit by someone or another, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. already shaky ground. And then exactly. you start looking at some of these things. Now, mm -hmm. there are four types of gaslighting as, as defined by Dr. Vinal. Sadistic. This is, uh, this is somebody who derives pleasure from making others doubt themselves. Sadistic gaslighting. We're not generally talking about that. That is a that's a, a rare bit of maladaptive behavior, and it's horrible. So mm -hmm. we're, we're going to move on from that. Narcissistic gaslighting. Now, this is a, a slightly, I don't know, do you want to call it a more gentle form of gaslighting, where it's focused on keeping the attention on themselves, the person performing the gaslighting behavior, and always validating their own narrative. So this is somebody who for some reason or another, lack of confidence, poor ego, um, poor self-image, is constantly using gaslighting manipulation to inflate their own place in the world. And you can see this in, you know, a number of celebrities and CEOs and things like that who are, um, and, and I think this is where uh, retroactive uh, continuity comes in to retcon a a, a prior story, retroactive continuity. They talk about it in comics and movies and books where you have a, a long series where they reach a point where something happens in a present that contradicts something in the past. So you have to rewrite the past, essentially. You're reframing the past in order to make today look okay and look rational. And that happens all the time. Once you mm -hmm. see the pattern, you kind of can't not see it anymore. Mm -hmm. particularly in politics. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. So um, the third mm -hmm. time, so we have sadistic, narcissistic. The third type is defensive 
gaslighting. This is somebody who engages in this behavior as a means to always be right and typically to protect their own actions, right? You might see somebody gaslighting at work to say, yeah, no, I totally made that deadline, but, um, you know, uh, my phone... The computer, there was a glitch in the computer. Yeah, the dog ate my computer. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. Something Mm -hmm. like that, right? Uh, And then accidental gaslighting. That's the, the our fourth major type. It, you may not even realize they're doing it because of memory problems or or similar issues, right? They have fractured so, attention, fractured focus. You yeah, don't even know you're doing it. And I'm guilty of that. It's just, right? This is when I talk about, like, you, you say the word gaslighting, and now it's so inflated because it's such a damaged term. And yet, when I say everybody does it, I think this is what everybody does, right? Like, you don't yeah. even know, but our memories suck as humans. Oh, so bad. Right? And there are stories that we tell ourselves that we start to believe. So, what you know, I ask the question often, who are you lying to? Are you lying to me or are you lying to yourself? That's gaslighting, right? Mm-hmm. You can gaslight yourself all mm-hmm. the live long day if you mm-hmm. believe the story well enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to take a, take a breather and just talk a little bit about how you see some of these behaviors in, the, in, in your work? Well, it's interesting because I... I uh... I did a session or I attended a session uh, at the ADHD conference several years ago about gaslighting and um, Stephanie Serkis, 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 she has written a book about gaslighting and ADHD as well. And, you know, there were just certain things that really um, grabbed my attention when she was talking about this. And and I want to just focus a little bit on the narcissistic one, because she was saying that, um, when someone is a narcissist, you, you can't cure that. There right. isn't anything that cures that. So um, if they're in therapy, it's because they want to blame the other person and they want to yeah, prove they're that they're right. Scapegoat. Yeah. Um, or they're, they'll stop therapy and think it's stupid. Like there isn't, you know, so that was just a really interesting thing. And one of the things that... Um, really that I carried away from it too, is I, and I'm sure I'll do this with this show as well, from what you're going to teach us. I went home immediately and talked to my young daughter at the time. And I was like, you have ADHD, you're a young woman, you need to know that this happens. And And these are the things you have to be aware of. Because one of the things that, that Stephanie said that really rings true to me is that when a narcissist gets into a relationship, if you push back they'll, they will end that relationship because they'll know that they can't control you. And so I'm teaching my daughter at the time, like these, this is what gaslighting is and push back, push back. So, which is why, and I'll I'll say as an aside, right. You and I talk about, you know, recent events and, and (laughs) dating life of our children. And I, I immediately said, in that last event, stop doing it because that's gaslighting behavior, which is yes. so that's I mean, I think that is a great sort of behavior to model just because I think talking about it and continuing to talk about it helps you recognize patterns. And we are yes. at our best when we're recognizing patterns as human organisms. So so let's talk a little bit about the relationship between gaslighting and ADHD. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I start doing the research and calling you know, impressions together, people with ADHD are more vulnerable to gaslighting because inattention and disorganization and impulsivity 
can be used against them by gaslighters to make them doubt themselves. Absolutely. And we already doubt ourselves. Left and right, we doubt ourselves, right? So it's really important to understand when you're being manipulated like this. Mm -hmm. Gaslighting can exacerbate ADHD symptoms because when you are manipulated into questioning your own reality and memory, that increases confusion, self-doubt, and struggle with focus, right? It's like it's not going to get any better no. when you start, when you lose confidence because you're being manipulated in some way, shape, or form. Uh, on the other hand, ADHD symptoms can be misunderstood and misconstrued as gaslighting, right? If you forget promises that you made or obligations, if you're late because of time blindness, that may falsely appear as intentional manipulation to other people. So it's really important to have a clear line between ADHD behavior and symptom and what others might perceive as manipulation. And I'm sure we've run into that in our oh, conversations yeah. over the years. And I just, I'm still really hung up. I'm just really glad that you put the accidental type because yeah. that is so what what happens is that it's certainly not intentional. It's not manipulative. It's not being defensive. It, it, it really is just truly having a poor working memory or being distracted and, and not, you know, focusing on the right thing at the right time. Like it, it, it it's not intentional. And um, yeah, that's just really interesting. I think it's, yeah. it's important that we remember that some of this is, is very accidental. Yeah. Hardwired, right? Yeah. Like it's, that's something that that's going to take a lot of work to, to kind of reframe mm-hmm. our own wiring about how we relate to the world and information and the way we communicate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about how, I, I just start thinking about how we might have gaslighting used against us, right? These techniques that are, exist to erode confidence and trust in our own perceptions and our own memories and our own sense of reality about our ADHD. Um, you'll hear it. I mean, see if you hear some patterns here. We're trivializing struggles by saying things like, oh, you're so dramatic or everyone else is dealing with this. You just have to try harder. Right. I was just being funny. It was just a joke. Yeah. Right. I hate that. I hate that. Those one. are all ways to demean the experience of ADHD, to minimize it, right? Mm-hmm. Or to make you question whether you have ADHD at all. Mm. Right. Those those kinds of things say, you know, especially when your requests for accommodations are denied for some reason or another. Now, I think you just need to maybe get in a little earlier or maybe just try a little yeah. harder or you really just need to focus. Wow. Uh, are all a lot of just in there, isn't there? Yeah, right. Just try harder. Mm-hmm. The the other the the next one is overgeneralizing, right? Like claiming overgeneralizing, a, you know, someone's mistakes by saying they never follow through, they always screw up, right? Totally ignores instances where someone with ADHD has actually succeeded and further exacerbates that condition where we focus on the one negative thing in spite of all of the other successes that we might be having or feeling. Well, this is where people are gaslighting themselves. Yeah. All the time is they feel like they're never following through. They're they're always screwing up and then they ignore just what you're saying. They ignore the, yeah, that's really interesting. The, to to use someone's ADHD symptoms against them is a, a huge it's it's like the greatest of ADHD sins right that sort of manipulation to criticize normal behavior like fidgeting or disorganization as something that is abnormal right yeah. there are people without 
ADHD, who have never been diagnosed, who fidget, who have yeah. leg twitches, who uh, have disorganized uh, offices. Mm -hmm. and who are late. Who are late, right? There are, there are absolutely individuals at that like that. But to use that sort of judgment and label it as abnormal is another way of, of gaslighting someone who's living legitimately with ADHD. You know, there's one here in this note that you took about denying promises were made or facts that they stated by insist insisting, like, I never said that or that's not what happened. Yeah. And that's interesting, too, because I wonder, like, how often that happens where, you know, you swear they said something and they promised something and they're saying they didn't. I, I can just imagine the conversation that's in your head around that. Like, did I know they said it like you wish you had like check the tape like you wish you had that right to yes. to, <laughs> to go back and say but yes. you did you did say it yeah yeah it's interesting that that is so it it's so hard to do that because and and some of the some of the tricks that people recommend that professionals recommend to get to the other side of some of these struggles are exactly that right like you just dropped it. it record it record everything right? Take your phone out, uh, assign a little shortcut to voice memos. And when you're in an important conversation that's going to have detail, you say, I'm going to record this conversation because I forget things and I want to make yeah. sure I don't forget anything. Or immediately take notes and, and uh, go back to your computer and write down notes from key meetings and send them to everybody who was in witness of these conversations mm -hmm. so that there's a, a trail, there's a reporting trail. Like that is, uh, if you find yourself subject to this sort of manipulation, that's one of the key, key objectives out of, uh, to get yourself out of that, that habit or, or out of the cycle of manipulation is to just make sure it's public. What do we say? Shame hates the sun. If you yeah. are feeling that you're in the shame cycle because somebody else is manipulating you, going public with all of your work and all of your deadlines and all of the notes that were taken and and having so that even the person who's manipulating you knows out in public that there is a recording of that conversation, uh, that behavior may stop. If you're dealing with a narcissistic gaslighter or sadistic gaslighter, it won't stop. They'll find new ways to figure it out. Uh, and, you know, I'm no expert. <laughs> on that, on that but, you know, stuff, right? I'm glad that you may, that, that you um, mentioned the, the work side of it, too, because I think that sometimes for me anyway, when I think of gaslighting, I always think of romantic relationships, which I know oh, that yeah. that's not the case. Like these kinds of things can happen in the workplace. And I, I wonder if they don't happen. I mean, this is just me wondering, honestly, like how often they happen, because there's more at stake for someone at work. It's a different stake, right? I'm not saying they're two different contexts. But at work, somebody might feel the the more pressure to do this to make sure they're right and they don't get in trouble, right? So they're yeah. going to go above and beyond to make the other person look like they're the one or whatever it is that the the situation is. So I'm just glad you bring it up because it, it can happen in any relationships, probably oh, Nikki, even like family relationships oh, too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And in the in public, I mean, as we record this, we're in the middle of this storm of, frankly, corporate gaslighting between uh, Alaska Airlines and Boeing and the FAA because 
sections of planes are falling off because there are no bolts on them, right? Like, you know, all of that sort of PR speak is a form of gaslighting manipulation, right? Like, don't, I'm talking to you over here. Don't look at this over here. That Mm -hmm. is all a form of manipulating what you, what you believe is reality. And it's only when the actual service engineers come out with their direct reports observing the reality that in fact there were no bolts <laughs> there right. that we start to see see truth but all of that i'm sure there's somebody out there listening to the show saying yeah but Pete everything is is manipulatable everything is manipulated and to an extent that's true that's why you have to build the muscle to regain confidence that what you see is is you know what you is see. true and that you're, yeah. you're not using your ADHD symptoms against you against right? you right at least figure out how to even the playing field. If we're all being manipulated, don't be someone who's duped more. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So uh, that that is the last kind of my last little segment here. Right. And and the first one, like, how do you build confidence and counter gaslighting living with ADHD? Man, if I have uh, if, if I can't think of a better excuse to build a, a network of close friends, right? And mm. colleagues and community people that you trust, the ADHD right? community. To be able to reflect for you yeah. what reality is. When you, with someone you can say, hey, here's a story. Does this sound right to you? Because it's starting to sound right to me. And I don't think, I, I think there's, there is something that's causing me to doubt, right? Yeah. Um, Keeping a journal, right? Look, we just talked about keeping some sort of a journal where you are writing down immediately what is going on in your world. So you have a essentially a paper trail for your mm-hmm. own perceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, audio, video recordings of conversations where you believe gaslighting occurs, right? Document what is truly, truly said. Uh, you know, continue to educate yourself. It's why you're here, educating right. yourself thoroughly about ADHD symptoms and, and managing your own ADHD symptoms with great techniques, right? This is uh, just understanding how your ADHD works will help you understand when it runs headlong against somebody trying to manipulate it. Absolutely. And I just want to say something to that, because I think um, that acceptance of ADHD and understanding what it is, and then being able to come back and, and be confident that, well, this is part of my ADHD and being able to separate your ADHD from who you are as a person. And, but you can only do that when you understand how ADHD affects you and that you're open to seeing that and not denying that. And I think that sometimes we get so stuck into the shoulds, like we should be able to do this, you know, regardless that I have ADHD, but that's not true. You have ADHD. And so the more you understand how it affects you, the more you can actually, I think, fight back yeah. and, and, and be confident about, you know, what you're saying is that, well, wait, I, yeah, you're right. I was late that day. Yeah. <laughs> I have ADHD and that happens. Yeah. You know, right. um, st- you know, very factually. Mm-hmm. Factually. Right. Factually. Um, I, I think the next one is is talking about boundaries, right? Setting clear expectations and boundaries around behaviors that you will not tolerate from gaslighters. And I want to recommend a book that I haven't read uh, only because my mm. daughter recommended this book. And this is this is my little familial win. My daughter comes home, read this book, raves about this book. 
and recommends it to my son and my wife, but not to me. <laughs> really? Power move. Am I right? Power move. Oh, wow. Okay. So only after we had a laugh about that did uh, did they actually come back and say, hey, you know what? You should read it, too. So uh, I get it. That's fine. <laughs> All right. The, so you weren't really called... purposely left out. <laughs> right, right. The Book of Boundaries, Set the Limits That Will Set You Free by Melissa Urban. And Melissa Urban was the co-originator of Whole360 um, and has been around a while. But this Book of Boundaries has been transformational for people who I'm pretty close to. So yeah. I drop it there thinking we need to read it and maybe talk to Melissa because it, it sounds like it could be a really interesting conversation uh, about boundaries. And I put it here because having healthy boundaries and knowing when your boundaries are being trod upon is another really good way to understand when you are being gaslit, when somebody is trying to manipulate you. Uh, what was the book? It, boundaries, the book what? is called The Book of Boundaries, Set the Limits That Will Set You Free by Melissa Urban. Okay. So, you know, as we wrap up, right, I, I think the the trick is if there's if there's another part of the muscle that you really need to to develop, it's being able not just to recognize, but to um, but to challenge mm -hmm. when you are gaslit, mm -hmm. right? To be aware of it enough to say, hey, that's not right. What you said is not is not my experience, and I think we need to to address the the gap between those two. Uh, you trust your gut. Your gut generally works, right? If something, even if your you gut is right, your gut does will tell you you have instinct, right? Yes. Uh, and and finally, and this was advice from. Uh, that we got directly on the show from the attorney that was on the show who said, if whenever you're being gaslit, uh, stop focusing on the gaslit, the gaslighting as much as you can and focus on what comes next, right? Stop yourself from your deep desire to litigate past complaints, accusations, claims that try to adjust your reality and focus as much as you can on the one next step for you in a project, in uh, in a relationship. If that relationship is, you know, I feel like I've been gaslit and the next step is I need to end the relationship or you're trying to change history on a project that we've been working on together. I'm not going to address that. I'm going to move forward and see what is the next thing I need to do to do this project. And, and often just ignoring the gaslighting behavior and not giving it oxygen to burn mm. will help to alleviate it from somebody who is maybe accidentally or defensively gaslighting. Again, narcissistic and sociopathic, sadistic gaslighting, that's, yeah. that's going to take a different thing. But right. um, you're dealing with a different issue there. What do you think? How do we do? I think that's great. And I think that's a great uh, point to end on because it really is the, the focus of, of the future and what you have, what's going on in the moment. We can't change the past and it doesn't yeah. matter how we perceive it or how somebody else perceives it. It really, right. you know, the only thing that matters is, is what's going to be next. And I really like that. I like that. That's where we end it. I think that's good. Fair and there's enough. a lot of information. I mean, this is a very brief conversation between you and I, but I think if this is something that, um, is hitting home to you and you feel like you're in a situation that uh, is not healthy for you, please check out these books, ch check out the resources, get the support you need because leaving, this is one of the things that Stephanie really 
put in my mind mm -hmm. is that leaving is really hard to do. And so often if you don't, and this is for the, this is for the bad ones, the sedatic, sed, sadistic and Sad narcissistic. And narcissistic yeah. Letters. That those end up, and this is really sad, but will end up in death because they're that bad. They, they, they can. That's pretty dark for an ADHD It is podcast. dark. It is. <laughs> but this is yeah. what I want to say is that yeah. I think there's a, a, there's a bit of awareness there, though. If you're in that situation where you feel like you can't get out, you're not crazy. So yeah. we got, you know, get the, the support. It's not Pete and I. We're not that support. Yeah. Um, but get the right support to help you because that's what really just like hit me so hard is that it is it is hard to get out of these relationships yeah and, and what, you know, whatever you're they you're are talking about like even not the adhd relation we're talking about like romantic relationships and that point is hammered home because when you're dealing with a uh, narcissistic or sadistic gaslighter that's emotional abuse and what is often paired with emotional abuse is uh is physical abuse and your mm -hmm. relationship like it there's a continuum and right. um like those that's a well and think about the boss and the and employee place. too like that can be dangerous because what if you feel like you're never going to get another job like this person yeah, is threatening that your career, career is over abuse. like yeah. there are so many things that can go um you know that can be scary so yeah i don't it, it, it's just something to be thoughtful of and, and to look for that support um for well sure. and often and, and, you know i will just say this again it's okay to leave the job it's okay yeah. to leave a damaged relationship it's mm -hmm. okay to move forward mm -hmm. and uh, to in order to protect yourself right, right? it's okay yeah. yep. there are other jobs there are other relationships what's your mom always saying it's just a job nikki you can always change it there you go see right off the dome mm -hmm. all right Thank you, everybody, for hanging out uh, and talking through gaslighting with us. We sure appreciate your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level or better. Thank you so much, Patreons, patrons, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm -hmm.